Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Trey here. Listen, before we kick off this week's audio episode of Weekly Skews, I want to give a quick shout out to our new sponsor, Podcorn. That's right. Listen, as y'all know, we started Weekly Skews as a way to keep ourselves sane when COVID shut down the world back in 2020. What started as a live stream conversation between Smart Mark and I has turned into a podcast that reaches over 70,000 people every week. And for that, we are surely grateful to you. Now we're working to connect our show to sponsors who will ensure our podcast is here for the long haul. That's why we reached out to Podcorn. It's an online marketplace connecting podcasters and content producers like us to amazing sponsorship opportunities. We like Podcorn because there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. So if you're a content creator looking to connect with brands that will get behind your work, Check out podcorn.com slash podcasters. Thank you. Here we go. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you, or should I say Tuesday, like the number two. That's right, because you guys probably haven't heard anywhere. But so if you haven't, I'll be the first to tell you. Today, got a whole bunch of twos in it. That's right. It's two, 22, 22. What's it all mean? Certainly nothing, but it's neat, though. Well, the Q people think it means a lot, so that. I, I bet they uh, do. But there's a lot of numerog- numero- numerological uh implications for a yeah. day like today i'm trying that's mark uh, go ahead mark do you know what do they mean do you know i don't know but they, they yeah. think it must mean something is the so a lot of chat i don't really i didn't really pay close attention to it because what the fuck is the it's the, the point but yeah it's not this isn't going to happen again where it's all like i won't be all threes until i mean even like, there's no mark there's no march 33rd so right. it, it, yeah. until it comes back around to january 11th in the year 10,011 is the next time this will happen, I think. So enjoy it, guys. Open a cocktail. Uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's like when a comet goes by, everyone's like, this is real special. You're like, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's special. Yeah, I don't know anything about comets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, you doing okay, Trey? I, I pulled, a, pulled a muscle on my back the other day, which is the uh, you know worst thing that can happen to a person as far as I know in your daily life. Yeah. I, no, uh, I, dude, I'm a... Uh... I'm fine right now, but I've reached an age where sometimes every so often I'll just fuck my back up by just existing as far as I can tell. Like I'll just, I Mm -hmm. guess I sleep slightly wrong or something. I'll wake up and my back just, just be wrong all day or multiple days just for literally no reason. So that's always fun. Yeah. You never really uh, realize how much you use your back, but like, you know, it's like, uh, like, yeah, opening doorknobs is uh, apparently use your back for that. Who knew? Uh, But my pain tray um, compares nothing to what's being suffered by the people of Ukraine. How about that for a transition? Uh, Beautiful segue. (laughs) So uh, we talked about this about a month ago or whatever. I don't like, I don't have a big thing about foreign policy stuff is I've never been to Ukraine. Right. And neither of most of the people are talking about it. Yeah. And so everyone's like, it, it's all so messy and everyone has these very right. specific ideas about stuff that people, people should do. Like I was reading this thing about like, what's so dangerous about all this is like the things you can't control. Like say if a Russian fighter jet over Ukraine veers two miles into NATO airspace and they're mm-hmm. hyped up and nervous and they take a shot at like, I don't know, a, a NATO jet, a jet from a NATO country, that's going to be war, right? Yeah, right. It's not going to be good. And we're not invading Ukraine and we shouldn't because they have, Russia has fucking nukes and we have nukes and this is just, it just all sucks. But it's, it's like, watch this from afar. Okay. So the weirdest part about this is like both the U S embassy in Kiev and Ukrainian embassy and the Russian embassy are all tweeting memes at each other. They're doing meme wars. Which I find fucking stupid and sad. Yeah. Um, it, 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 if you watch it, did you see any of Putin's speech yesterday? Um, no, I know about it. I read like like summaries and whatnot of it. I didn't actually watch it, though. It was pretty unhinged, right? He, got, he was on one. He has essentially said that because the USSR let Ukraine go when they dismantled themselves, that therefore the Soviet Union was a puppet of the West. Right. And 
he called the collapse of the Soviet Union maybe the worst thing, the, the biggest tragedy of the 20th century, which has been his uh, the last couple hundred years, which has been his you know thing for a while. But the thing is, it's not ideological to him. He just thinks Russia should have an empire. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. need to be communist. Of course. They, and they also, a lot of those Soviet countries, former Soviet Union now countries, they have like additional resources in them that <laughs> Russia, you know, that that used to belong to to the Soviet Union, you know. Now Mother they don't. Russia. That's hard. Yeah. If you're a despot, if you're a tyrant, it's hard to lose all your <laughs> potassium stores or whatever, you know, they're <laughs> they're dealing yeah. with over there. He he said that one of the craziest things was because I guess when when Lenin killed the czar and took over or whatever, mm-hmm. that he let Finland go. And he basically called Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, a huge pussy for not keeping Finland as part of the <laughs> Russian Empire. But so it's like that shit, but, Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. There was a story came out of France this afternoon uh, for, for uh, leaks from Macron's. I don't, I don't know what the French White House is, uh, but, you know, whatever from Mac- Macron's administration. There's like saying that like Macron thinks Putin's lost it, like during the pandemic, especially like he's like, like the last time he met, met him in order for Putin to shake his hand for a photo op, they told him to show up seven hours earlier and pass repeated COVID tests. And Macron was like, fuck this. He's like, I mean, it's, it, honestly, if Putin descended into germophobia and depression and paranoia during the pandemic, that's very, very relatable. I think a lot of people yeah. can, can get on the same page. But it's one of the things U.S. intelligence I was reading is really worried about is they're not sure where he's getting his information from and what he thinks is happening. Because, like, remember how Trump, used to, instead of having using the intelligence, the IC to get his news, he would get it from, like, Breitbart. Yeah. Like, like Putin's doing shit like that. So no one knows what, what, what he actually thinks is happening on the ground. We're arming neo-Nazis, which have if you were to arm a whole country to defend itself, like if, if, if China invaded us, it'd mean you in a foxhole with a couple of proud boys and then vegans for open borders. And we all be pulling together and trying to fight. Yeah. So I guess it's what, it what you got to do, you know, but like, but like it, it's all, it's just, it, it's a, but it's yeah, all crazy. It, it worries me kind of because all the economy talk is going on at the same time. Yeah. Like inflation, all stuff's out. And it just feels like oftentimes in this country, <laughs> Whenever there's like economic problems, it's like, oh, anybody see the clock? It's about four and war 30 over here. I need to fire up the old war machine. You know, it's good for yeah. jobs and whatnot. Wars. Yeah. Uh, this so- war, this war is going to be terrible for it. Like that's, it's one of the big, like, it's like, look, we, we have, we have whatever economic problems are and everyone disagrees with what they are. No one can agree that the economy is good or bad yeah. because people are getting higher paid jobs. It's like people getting higher paid jobs is bad for big business. Right. So they're trying to like get the Fed to squash interest rate, uh, to tighten interest rates. So the rest of us get more employed. So we're more desperate for jobs and they can keep the bottom lines low. Inflation isn't great for everybody. But like last year, I think the UK had the biggest one time drop in living standards since they started tracking it. Russia has like 9% inflation. Uh, I think Turkey is in like 20% inflation rate. It's like, this isn't just our problem, but like, no, they, I've they, seen they, a lot of, yeah. I've seen a lot of pictures on the internet on Reddit and stuff of like, sky high gas prices in germany or wherever and it's like god damn dude joe biden is ruining germany's tax prices or gas prices too that's how bad he is mark he's fucking up germany and sweden's gas market joe biden is it's a goddamn shame yeah so it's like this this is gonna (laughs) gas prices are gonna go through the roof and probably the entire world's gonna elect even more reactionary governments as a as a uh, you know as a as a consequence of this. So like, there's no, like there's no happy news uh, in this, but this is something funny. I learned today. Um, Ukraine, I was reading up on it. Uh, Ukraine is like, calls itself the world's most, un- it's somebody called it the world's most unlucky country. Like they just, because of where they're situated, they've been occupied by four different empires in the past couple hundred years. And that's, that's only if you don't count, if you count Russia as one, because Russia has obviously been a couple different empires. Yeah. But so like now, so if they're operated, if they're occupied by the czar and then the Soviet Union and now Putin, there's three different Russias that have, that have, that have occupied them. You got the Ottoman, uh, you got the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Ottoman Empire, and then the Third Reich also conquered them. And then, but the, so the, things are pretty bleak there. They like literally the guy they elected president, Zelensky, is a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a star of a sitcom. They, they, they said fuck it and gave seventy some percent of their vote to a guy from a sitcom. Right. So they're it's hail mary time for them, baby. But the, the Ukrainian they know they're unlucky and they don't give a fuck. Their their national anthem that they had since the nineties. Do you want to guess what the name of it, Dre is? Uh, mm-hmm. Ukraine has not yet perished. <laughs> of their national anthem. That's that that gallows humor stuff right yeah. there, buddy. That's yeah, yeah. 
Not, not yet, what? motherfuckers. They're just pointing at the rest of the world like, you ain't got yeah. us yet. Yet. Uh, Perhaps uh, one uh, day. <laughs> but not yet. Ours is, uh, ours is looking at our terrifying bombs. We're fucking awesome. We'll kick your ass. And theirs is like, we're not fucking dead. Well, I'm going to take you to the grave with me, you assholes. Yeah. So the, it only has six lines. Let me count them. It goes, Ukraine is not yet dead, nor its glory and freedom. Luck will still smile on us, brother Ukrainians. That sounds hopeful. Our enemies will die as the dew does in the sunshine. This is golf as hell. And we two brothers will live, will live happily in our land. We'll not, we'll spare, uh, will not spare either our souls or bodies to get freedom. And we'll prove that we brother, we are brothers of Kozak, Cossack Kent. So there you go. I guess. Pretty uh, fucking metal, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, the whole thing is, yeah, it's just, it's so fucked. And like you were saying, foreign policy stuff, it's like, I feel, you know, when our politicians over here, when they get on some bullshit and everything, I'm completely comfortable just going off on that because it's like, you know, this, I'm from America. Usually the dumbasses are like from my part of the world or, or at least I, like I, I, I know what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know how they be and what motivates them and the bullshit they do and everything. But with stuff like this, I'm, I just, I'm like, yeah, it's it, it ain't good. It's like I yeah. I feel real bad for Ukraine. It's really not good. I don't I don't I'm kind of at my limit of what I know to say about this right now. I'm well, worried about it. it. You know, that's that's it. Well, Americans tend to look at this stuff like we're the protagonist of reality. It's like, well, right. if this problem is happening, then Joe Biden should do something about it. It's like what? Like like Putin's right. invading Ukraine because Putin wants to invade Ukraine. Like it's right. not like there's there's no like lever to push and like our politicians would fall for this because they promise perfect solutions to like really complicated problems. They do it all the time. They literally say we're going to solve crime. I was mm-hmm. having a conversation with a, a relative of mine. I don't, I did it. She's a very smart lady, but she we were talking about um, when whatever it's happened in North Korea a few years ago, she's like, Oh, well, we just can't let him have a nuclear weapon. And I was like, yeah. what does that, that mean? How do like, you write? How, how do we do that? Like he, he already practical. has it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He already we, has it, and so we you just we go over there and take it because that's like an invasion. Yeah, <laughs> so that's during that's which war. Lucas it's yeah. starting a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, I know it's like I, you know getting off on a tangent with this, but there's so many times where like, like with healthcare or whatever, for example, they'll just be like, I, you know, I just don't think that you know our taxes should pay for other people's healthcare or whatever else. It's like okay, so, but we have emergency rooms and shit, right? So like. You want to just allow poor people to die is like if they don't have insurance or can't afford it, you think they should just be allowed to die and they'll back they'll backpedal and be like, no, nobody's saying that. And it's like, okay, well, how is that supposed to work then? Like you can't just say these things like this is how it should be, but with no actual practical application strategy or anything and yeah right. that shit happens all the time it's all just pie in the sky bullshit but yeah. anyway uh, anyway <laughs> uh, been bantering for now 13 minutes here with us mm-hmm. as always is producer matt this is you figured out by now weekly skews uh, i want to remind y'all if you're vaccinated and want to see me live you go to wellreadcomedy.com. I'll be back uh, in my old stomping grounds, Knoxville, Tennessee, at the lovely Bijou Theater, March 5th. I hope to see y'all there. Um, as for the show tonight, we've all heard Republicans harp on about law and order. They ostensibly love law and order and not just the long-running Dick Wolf procedural franchise. Probably that, too. But the very concept of law and order, they're obsessed with it. And this week, they identified a very major threat to law and order in this country. And that threat is getting innocent people released from prison. Does it make sense? Of course not. But we'll talk about it anyway a little later. And along the way, we're going to meet a clown car's worth of truly maniacal politicians and political candidates. So buckle up. But first, as always, we will begin, if you can call it beginning at this point, with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD comes to us courtesy of our Patreon supporter, Chris. Thank you for that, Chris. And it is anybody who thought that GOP politicians couldn't also be hard rock and stone cold badasses. That's right. If you don't believe me, check out Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate Jake Corman in this campaign ad. I'm Jake Corman, the conservative candidate who's taken on Governor Tom Wolf. My daughter asked that this not be just another boring political commercial. 
Thanks, Dad. So, let's do this. I defeated Tom Wolf's record-breaking tax increases. No new taxes! I fought him in court so that we could audit the 2020 election. <laughs> and I ended his mask mandates for kids in school. Freedom! I'm Jake Corman. As governor, I'll put people first. All right, so... <laughs> what? <laughs> He said, "Not another political, boring political ad." But that's the that's like a but it is a boring ad for like a pizza commercial in the nineties, right? It's right, like very- I know. That's what it's like. It's such a weird choice in so many ways to be like, "I'm gonna make, I'm, I'm gonna be cool." Like, I'm gonna do a cool ad, not a boring ad. I'm gonna do a cool ad. You know what's super cool in 2022 is hair metal. Hair metal. <laughs> You're going to go with a hair metal themed yeah. political ad. But dude, when these goobers, bro, it's what's one, one, it's always been super like it's a real uh, gut punch that so many of these people who just run the world and have so much power and just ruin everything for everybody are just dorks, bro. Just fucking goober ass goobs like this motherfucker here. Yeah. It's wild. He is very much a goober, but he's he's intentionally rebranding that that presents him as a he's wearing he's even wearing like this the uh, the zip up fleece like uh, mm-hmm. they, these guys are all doing this now they the, the Yunkin in Virginia it's like yeah I'm a I'm a sociopathic ghoul but look I got a vest some yeah um, but here's the thing he talked about I, I, I stood up uh, I took the governor to court over election integrity uh, he lost. I think so. That's 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 worth noting. But it, about that, in the lead up to the 2020 elections, Corman and other Republicans in the state legislature refused to implement changes that would allow Pennsylvania officials to process mail-in ballots before election day. As a result of that inaction, counting of ballots in Philadelphia took several days, leaving you know what happens next. Mm-hmm. All the confusion about election integrity is exactly because of this fucking guy. It's his goddamn fault. He created the own thing for him to swim in. Um, uh, uh, another thing you need to know about him is uh, he sued the NCAA. You want to guess why would a guy from Pennsylvania sue the NCAA? This he was seeking so to reverse wild. sanctions that the Athletic Association imposed against Penn State after the Penn State's child sex abuse scandal. Bro, so- you talk about picking your battles. You know what I mean? Like, what a hill to die on. Fucking going to bat for Joe Pa and the Jerry Sandusky fucking try the most mm-hmm. horrific sports scandal in the history of American sports. Like picking that as the thing you're like, this will not stand this accountability for this decades long institutional sex crimes, uh, scandal at this state university. We will not have that. Not in my just because he, you know, big Nittany Lions fan, I assume, or something, but what a fucking yeah. that's wild, man. If you had to write down all the ghoulish things that modern American conservatives believe, it'd be like, well, college football is definitely a higher priority than stopping the butt fucking of kids, right? That yeah. would definitely have to be. So um Championships, time- baby. Gotta hang yeah. them banners. Listen, you gotta hang some banners, you're gonna crack a few eggs and Fucking molest a few kids, I guess. In the case, in the case of Penn State, although I don't think they were hanging banners while he was there, I can't remember. Not many, that's for sure. Anyway, the last few decades. So uh, the last, you know, the last time one of the guys is trying to rebrand as a cuddly guy who hangs out with his daughter and makes her listen to hair metal from 15 years before she was born. Uh, And the last time he was viral or known is in 2019. He made national headlines for aggressively yelling over a Democratic state senator named Katie Muth as she read into the record a letter from a formerly homeless resident, John Boyd, who encouraged representatives to not take away monthly general assistance funds from him and other vulnerable citizens. Now, what had happened here, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, I'm blanking on his first name right now. Is it Wayne? It's not Wayne, is it? um, Wayne Fetterman's a comic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fetterman, the guy everyone, all all the people in the comments always loved. He had left the chambers to go to the bathroom or something, and the Republicans used that chance as a procedural trick to have the president pro tem, who was a Republican, gavel through the bill with no discussion to cut this program that helped the poor people. All right. So in response to this, there's nothing they could do. Democrats had fumbled this away and fucked up. So there she was going to read this letter to shame them. So she's trying to read a letter, and uh, Matt, you can, you can play this video. I 
I'd like to rise to offer an official statement to put on the record from Mr. John Boyd. Mr. John Boyd, I'm here to express my gratitude and ask for the support to protect General Assistance. I'm alive today because General Assistance is supporting my stability and help me live independently again after being homeless for 25 years. General Assistance is only a temporary program, but I have a stability and I'm on. Um, it's John it's like, Fetterman, by the way. I looked it up. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's like the the Katie Moose, the uh, the lady uh, politician who's reading the letter here. She's sort of mm-hmm. like like that's like whenever the internet starts pulling up old problematic DMX and Eminem lyrics, I respond to that the same way that guy does. <laughs> 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 like, not stop it, yeah. stop it right now. I don't want to hear. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a, no, this is super. Like, it's yeah. super, like, no semblance of professionalism whatsoever. And I bet he probably wouldn't have done that as emphatically if she was a man. Even being a Democratic man, you know, it's uh, pretty pretty rough. I just can't believe that we have a system of government where a bunch of people get pushed into poverty because a guy had to go take a pee break and someone else like was like, I called dibs on the government. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, right. What the fuck is that? Oh God. Yeah. Oh Jesus. That sucks. Anyway, right. fuck that guy. And, and don't, don't believe he's nice and cuddly. Cause he, he has a daughter and heard of hair metal. So yeah. Speaking of believing they're nice and cuddly. Let's, uh, let's see another side of Canada here real quick. Our next honorable mention those Canadian truckers for being so good at making friends like this guy. Check this out. <laughs> this is great. Fuck you. Shut up. Fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck, kid. I don't give a fuck about you. Go the fuck home. Nobody fucking cares about your bullshit. Walk around with your fucking tailgate party and your goddamn nonsense. Nobody fucking <laughs> Put your fucking camera away. Shut up your fucking ass. I'm so shit. You so cool. cool. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Oh, man. He really, that crescendo he builds to where he's just like, you fuck you, fuck you, and he does the double birds and everything. It's yeah. just like, it's like that scene from Half Baked, you know, Jim Brewer on his way out. Like, you're cool, except nobody was cool in this scenario. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, we're talking about Canadian truckers, and we got a few more things to say about them. But the, uh, uh, I did make a call because we talked about it last week, and when they busted the bridge protest, uh, my understanding of Canadian politics and geography is so fucking terrible. I thought that was the bulk of it. But they only did the bridge, and they didn't break up the Ottawa protests until Friday, which I found out because a bunch of chuds were whining online about the government being mean to them, which is just so funny. Like It's like, you're not supposed to be arrested for being protested. Motherfucker, everyone gets arrested for protests. Right. <laughs> it's like, what planet are you from? Oh, God. Um, but like these guys are all idiots. Like They're, they're so gassed up on America. Like they're entire, It's so weird. They're so dumb. They're tired. They're, they're understanding of politics is really American. Like when they got arrested, there were court filings where they're saying they were just exercising their first amendment rights. Um, a, a Patreon, Patreon supporter, Ju- uh, Jillian flagged that, but it's like, what? There's no, for, there's no, the con- the American constitution does not apply in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. You've got different rights there or different understanding of rights, or different framework of rights. I don't even, I, I don't know it or understand it. I don't know how free speech works in Germany either. Cause I'm not allowed to fly the Nazi flag, but like, what the fuck do you expect, man? This is like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's like we've talking about these guys for the past few weeks. We pointed it out multiple times, but it's like we have, we are exporting this particular type of dipshittery to mm-hmm. other parts of the world. You know what I mean? It's like we are the gold standard. Yeah. For stupid assholes, man. <laughs> like our, our stupid assholes in this country, they fucking light the way for the yeah. rest of the Western world. Stupid ass. They all look to our stupid assholes yeah. for their, uh, for their guiding light. I, and it's, uh, it's, it's something else. I don't want to sound like, like everybody throughout the world, I, don't, I want to sound like those people saying it's outside agitators. Because like every, every, every person thinks that everybody can protest in their community is like an outside agitator. Like it, it's like, from the uh, you know the FBI thinking that the civil rights movement was was a communist plant, or that Putin thinking the CIA runs pussy uh, a pussy riot, or 
this the Canadians are saying this is just like the Canadians have their own dumbasses. They're gassed up on American propaganda because right. of American cultural uh, hegemony or whatever. They their their vocabulary for describing their frustrations is from Fox News, but they are a can- Canadian homegrown dipshit sociopaths. Right. <laughs> so, um, but our people are still trying to get involved. Um, so, if one thing everyone everyone should know about this protest, it's about. The vaccine mandates for truckers ostensibly is what started it uh, to go back and forth across the American border, which America has too. So even if they won that protest, they wouldn't have fucking done anything because you got to go border goes both ways, baby. Um, and they blocked the bridge, so you couldn't get goods and services across anyway, right? The people who are trying to say we need to be able to have the right to drive across the bridge without a vaccine were blocking the bridge. So what do you think Mike Lindell did, baby? Throw up this screen grab, Matt. Uh, Mike Lindell yeah. tried to get across the bridge with a truckload of pillows and somehow couldn't make it because he was not vaccinated, did not have a piece of PCR tests. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck? I, I, I'm in awe of this guy. I know. Like, he, didn't even he was going up there to yell with them and not, he didn't even know what they were yelling. That the thing they he were also, yelling. we showed that video either last week, I think, I think it was last week, where he was talking about his plan to do this. And he even said he refused to to mention the date on the air because he was like, they're going to try to stop us, but we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, arrested development narrator, they were stopped. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. like, of course that didn't work, but yeah. Yeah. Poor and guys. Then, but like Americans, talking about America being the protagonist of reality earlier, but like we're still like, there's like this, this problem happened in Canada, conservatives in America become obsessed with, so they got to do something about it, right? So um, our guys are handling it totally sanely. There's a Republican aid, uh, attorney general candidate uh, in Wisconsin who says that deer hunters may be forced to invade Canada to restore liberty. Now, this is a John Candy movie from the <laughs> 90s. Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah, Canadian Bacon. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah, Canadian Bacon, yeah. About a small-time sheriff who accidentally invades Canada and causes yeah. an international incident. Now, I don't... I know that a lot of people like their mental conception of Canada does not hold their military in the highest of esteem, although they are professional soldiers who fought in World War II and Afghanistan and yeah. they got a military. They I don't do. think you can take them down with a couple of fat, drunk Wisconsin deer hunters, but what no. do I know? No, uh, no, but yeah, was, it, fat, uh, go ahead. Uh, his exact tweet was if Canadian politicians keep this crap up, the deer hunters in Wisconsin will be forced to invade and restore Liberty. Don't test this. All right. Um, so everybody take Saturday. Go invade Canada and restore liberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know if they'll let you across the border, whether you're vaccinated or not, if you're actively hammered drunk, which I just assume every Wisconsin deer hunter is in February. So at, uh, at all times, I mean, it's Wisconsin we're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest aspect is going to be too clogged up on cheese curds to actually yeah. fight the battle. But uh, anyway, I, I wouldn't doubt this guy wins because Wisconsin might be the craziest state in America right now. It's like Arizona with seasonal depression. Um, they're still doing election audits. And right now, Republican state legislators are threatening to throw mayors in jail for failing to sit for fake depositions. So that's cool. Um, but the upside is the truckers have so many fans. Um, uh, this is another another patron, uh, Robin, pointed out. Sent this to us. Let's go do a truck convoy here in D.C. this week, of course. Look forward to that, baby. Roll this video, Matt. Been waiting on it. Already tonight, D.C. is using trucks to block roads here around the Capitol. I spoke to one of the organizers of the trucker convoy. He says the plan is not to occupy D.C., but shut down the highway around it. We will be along the Beltway, where the Beltway will be shut down. Bob Bolas owns a towing business in Scranton and is just one of the people organizing a trucker convoy to D.C. He says the plan is to leave Pennsylvania Wednesday morning, drive through the district, then head to the Capitol Beltway. I'll give you an analogy of that of a giant bow constrictor. Oh, who would have thought a snake? He's like, you know, matter of fact, if you look at my flag I've got right here, just to give you a good uh, idea of the type of animal I'm talking about, and like for you to picture in your mind, this guy Bob Bolas, Mark, he's not just a, a small business owner and an American. He's also uh, a felonious dipshit. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got, got a bit of a track record, this guy. Yeah. Believe so, that or not. <laughs> throw up the screen grab, Matt. So this is this is really funny. So it uh, turns out he has a criminal record for insurance fraud. Um, this, this says, this headlight says Bob Bolas family members charged in Minutemen investigation. Now Minutemen was the name of a trucking company his brother owned. 
His brother had, since, had, had basically put him and his family on payroll for fake jobs to get uh, a scam health insurance. That's what they were arrested for. The fun fact was they didn't have to go arrest Bob for this because he was already in jail for a different kind of insurance fraud. So that's fun. Um, what, <coughs> the sad note thing I love about this guy is he's going to go stop traffic on the Washington Beltway, which is like, uh, buddy, it's already stopped. Right, yeah. It's like it's stopping like one thing on you the 405 at Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you're gonna be like, God damn, this traffic's so bad, I can't even get to the spot where I can't I'm gonna get start, to my start lockdown. Yeah, I can't get yeah. to my traffic shutdown protest because I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah, so his run-ins with the law include accepting stolen vehicles, insurance fraud, uh, and also previously blocking roads with his trucks. Um, not to make right. some grand political statement, just because he's an asshole who blocked his neighbor's property. Yeah, so he's like, so he's a tow truck driver, so he has a penchant for just blocking people's driveway and, and blocking shit up with yeah. vehicles. So, dude, when this whole thing started to go down, you know this guy had to be like, my time has come. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's my superpower. Like, it's like, this is what I've been, <laughs> my whole life has been leading up to this moment. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a, like I'm trying to imagine like a like a like a modern conservative Ocean's Eleven. It's like okay, we got a crypto guy, we got a scam guy, we got a truck clogging up guy, we got a truck got clog a, guy. Yeah, we got we got Rand Paul's neighbor beating the shit out of people. We yeah, got- <laughs> this dude has made the news for truck clogging before. He's been recognized yeah. by the news for clogging shit up with his truck. You put yeah. that up there, Matt, if you this, got this it. This is a different third time. Uh, he did this by accident. His, he, 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 <laughs> truck tractor trailer advertising Trump gets stuck on bridge. He painted all his whole fleet of trucks to have Trump for president on it in 2015, 2016. Yeah, that's just from the 2016 then, election. If you're only listening, yeah. it's a big Trump uh, semi-truck, big tractor trailer with Trump for president on it, stuck mm-hmm. comically on a bridge, just pissing everybody off. Yeah. Uh, he's also an aspiring politician himself, and this just really made me laugh. No. Um, he, this is a court, court case where he sued to try to be able to run for mayor. He can't run because he's considered a felon, making him ineligible to run for mayor. But according to court documents, Bolas argues that just because he may be ineligible to hold office does not mean he cannot run for office. <laughs> <laughs> It's not get out there constitutional right as an American to get my ass whipped in this goddamn election, okay? <laughs> you let me go out there and get my ass whipped like a man. <laughs> I mean, going back to the insurance fraud thing, <laughs> having jobs he doesn't go to get to go to is kind of his whole fucking thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. God, so that's Bob Bolas, the leader of the truck convoy slash felon slash imaginary mayor of uh, of uh, Scranton. Oh, the Scranton thing reminded me. There's another thing I forgot to put in here. But he has had lost unsuccessful court cases to keep Scranton is famously Joe, Joe Biden's birthplace. So when he got like the president or vice president or whatever, they named a couple roads after him. He has filed multiple lawsuits to try to keep those names being named after Joe Biden. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all stays right. yeah. Let's see here. Um, our next honorable mention, anyone who thought the already infamous Ohio congressional race Republican primary specifically, would not at some point turn into a literal dick measuring contest. <laughs> but the person who started it may surprise some of you. Let's see it here, Matt. Throw it up there. I'm Jane Timken. We all know guys who overcompensate for their inadequacies, and that description fits the guys in the Senate race to a T. Well, I'm different. I'm the MAGA conservative with a backbone. As your GOP right. chairman, I turned <laughs> Ohio into Trump country. So like it, 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 it focuses on J.D. Vance. That's funny. Yeah. Also, but it's like, mm-hmm. I bet Vance and Mandel, and then they got a bet. They're just like, this ain't, well, she ain't even got no dick. Like, how? Like how's it? Sure, I got a tiny dick, but like she don't even have one. Like, what is she yeah. talking about? This is not fair. This cannot yeah. stand. <laughs> I just like there's a bipartisan consensus now that JD has a little dick. Has a little dick, yeah. You can all agree. <laughs> I don't have anything uh, much to say about this video except that race is crazy. I hope they all lose. But cheers to that lady for speaking truth to power. Speaking so truth wild. to a guy with no fucking power. <laughs> Such a fucking train wreck already. Because that's the same race with the dude, one of the other front runners. Trump won't endorse him because he thinks he's into butt stuff or whatever it is. He thinks yeah. he's a weirdo sex pervert or something. And he taught and he tells everybody at Mar-a-Lago that. And then you got this 
uh, lady coming through with the just talking about every, <laughs> everybody's tiny little penis. It's uh, it's getting weird up there in Ohio, everybody. Getting yeah. weird everywhere. Uh, not just Ohio. Let's do this last one. We'll get through this quick, but I'm definitely I refuse to not cover this one. <laughs> uh, this this last honorable mention here for Daily Dumbass was suggested by our Patreon supporter Angela Bobangela, and uh, it is something else. And it is twelve uh, year old girls in Oklahoma for not being able to hang with congressional candidate Abby Broyles. So Abby Broyles. <laughs> Uh, reportedly got hammered drunk and verbally accosted children at a Valentine's Day party. Now, who among us? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I had a little sister. Sometimes she'd have sleepovers. They'd get mouthy. You know, you got some, you just got to sometimes you got to light into them. Of course, I was 15 at the time and not a, you know, fully grown adult running for public office. That changes the context a little bit. But what uh, yeah. what what had happened was. At uh, the night of February 11th, there was eight girls between the ages of 12 and 13 having a sleepover. Broyles was uh, at the home the night of the party at the invitation of the homeowner, who's the mother of one of these little girls. So according to multiple accounts, Abby Broyles got uh, got very intoxicated and started talking shit to these, to yeah. these children. They, she, they were trying to watch Titanic while she was doing this. It's an important bit of color. <laughs> <laughs> She called one girl an acne fucker, which prompted the girl to leave the room in tears. She then called another girl a Hispanic fucker and a third girl a judgy fucker. Bunch of fucking fuckers running around this place right now. Like, uh, yeah, this is, you know. Here's the best part, Trey. I mean, at one point, Broyles allegedly vomited into a laundry basket onto one girl's shoes. <laughs> This is a rough night, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like, dude, I don't care. It's like, she going through a divorce or something? God damn. This is, she's on one, buddy. Yeah. Um, Here's the plot twist, Trey. She's a Democrat. That's right. This kind of lunacy, you, I mean, she's a, she's a Oklahoma, she's an Oklahoma Democrat. She's probably still to the right of like Attila the Hunt. But this is very much like suburban feudal lord behavior that we talk about with like Bob Bolas guy and all those other fuckers. It's like, these guys. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, like, she's run for office before, and um, she's running in the most most Democratic district in Oklahoma, which means it's only Trump plus, like, eight. So she's definitely getting her ass kicked, but... Right, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, We're now, let, our best. Let, the, let the record show that we... Uh we are non-discriminatory when it comes to Mike. We're not, we're nonpartisan here at the SKUs when it comes yeah. to making fun of dumbasses. Everybody like we we didn't skip over this because she's a Democrat. Hell no, not our style. She she got drunk but, and yelled at kids. You but, know. Also, I'm not above calling a 12 year old girl a judgy fuck. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> right. But also, and I, and maybe that little girl was being a judgy fuck. You ever seen how 12 year old girls can look at yeah. you sometimes, dude? Pretty judgmentally. Okay, that's yeah. all I'm saying. They can get very judgmental when you throw up on their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Start throwing race around and making them cry. Yeah. yeah, they tend to get judgy when it comes to such as that. Okay. Um, well, you know, we've had some fun, so let's get into the main story. Then. Uh, All right. I'm fired up for this fucking yeah. shit, Trey. This is in, this is the, one of those maddening things uh, that we talked about. Well, I think I've said that three weeks in a row. It keeps getting worse. So, um, okay. So... I think you and I, most people can agree, and the old Thomas Jefferson quote that, uh, you know, would agree to that it, sending innocent people to jail don't hit. Generally right? bad. I've always said sending innocent people to jail don't hit. My whole life, yeah. I've said that. I've said it. Yeah. I've said it publicly. It's not good. Well, I'm not for we've it. Heard, we've all heard the Thomas Jefferson quote. It's better that, better that 10 guilty men go free than sending mm-hmm. innocent I think it's Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. It's a famous quote. We all heard it. So the context for this is one thing Joe Biden and the Biden administration has been pretty good at is uh, filling court vacancies and filling them with people who whose ideologies and resumes don't usually get them appointed to judgeships. Judges are usually appointed from think tanks, colleges and prosecutorial prosecutors offices. And invariably, they're um, in, prosecutors are cruel and the other everyone else sees the law from like a 30,000 foot remove. Like you're sitting on a cloud and everything you're talking about is just theoretical. I didn't know that, get. and I'm not really surprised by it just because of how overall, like, generally conservative our whole country is, and especially the criminal justice system. But, like, mm-hmm. that's really fucked up that that is true, that there that so few judges have spent any yeah. time doing any kind of criminal defense work or criminal yeah. defense law. Like, that's absurd. Yeah. 
Like it, a- it just, a- Amy it Barrett shouldn't a- happen. Like Amy Barrett, I, mean, I might have the detail, but she was she was like a clerk for a judge, went and taught at Notre Dame, then Trump appointed her to a lower court, and then she got to the high court. Like she's never, to my knowledge, never tried a case, never pra- practiced law, and wasn't a judge until she was a federal appellate judge. She never heard like a t- criminal trial, right? So, um, so when when Biden took over, thirty percent of actual federal judges had been appointed by Trump. Um, Biden also only had 49 vacancies to fill, less than half the number that Trump started with. But they started off fast and confirmed judges from diverse backgrounds. Um, he's got more nominees confirmed through the Senate than any president at this point, his first term, uh, term in decades. About half the 61 judges he's nominated the lower courts have been confirmed. A larger share than uh, Trump or former President Barack Obama. So that's the context for what you're about to see. And what you're about to see is Ted Cruz and I forget Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton did this too. If he's, I don't know if he's in this clip. But being an epic evil shitlord, uh, play this video, man. Why do you keep advising radical district attorneys who let violent criminals go and result in homicide rates skyrocketing? Do you care about the innocent people being killed because of the policies you're implementing? Absolutely, Senator. And, and to clarify, my role in those transition committees were only on the issue of what's called conviction integrity, not the front end prosecution policies, but on the review of old cases. That is the limited capacity on which I worked. I played no role in formulating the front end policies. Um, but it is because when the wrong person is convicted of murder, the person who's actually committed the crime isn't brought to justice. All right. That's Nina Morrison. Mm-hmm. All right. She's Biden has nominated her to, to uh, the Eastern District, uh, be a uh, U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York. Um, her career background is as such: she um, she began her legal career as a, as a law clerk. Um, she was an uh, investigator of the California Appellate Project, which, re- which represented California death row inmates in post conviction proceedings. She then went to private practice for a little while, <coughs> focusing on civil rights litiga- litigation. She then joined the Innocence Project in 2002, and has since worked as an executive director and senior litigation counsel and has helped been lead or co-counsel in cases that have freed more than 30 innocent people from prison and death row. Right. That is why Ted Cruz is mad at her, and he's trying to blame her for what he's calling, air quote, skyrocketing crime rates, because one of the things she's done is offered on a served on advisory panels for the slew of progressive prosecutors who have been elected around the country, talking about Larry Krasner in uh, Philadelphia, uh, here in um uh, LA, we got Gascon. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in New York everyone's mad at. Um, but what she's saying is, I didn't advise them on front end prosecution policy. I'm telling them how to clean up their conviction integrity unit to make sure they didn't convict innocent people. Right. Her whole thing, her whole life for the past 20 years has been dedicated solely to getting wrongly convicted people out of prison and off of death row. That's yeah. her whole deal. And somehow she has become the primary target of this like law and order witch hunt or whatever they're going on. They're blaming her for skyrocketing crime rates and all this mm-hmm. shit. And I just don't, I don't know how, is it that they know that people, that a lot of people just won't check or care what they're talking about so they can just say this shit and people are like, oh, did you hear? She lets murderers well, out on the street or whatever because it's just – it's such a brazenly shitty thing <laughs> to it's, do it's, or a line of questioning to pursue with this woman specifically given what her life's work has been. Well, I mean it, it's ideal. It's They're not just shitposting and they're not just fucking trolling. They actually – conservatives for a long time – we'll talk about Antonin, Antonin Scalia in a little bit. But they actually think it's a waste of time and effort to bother trying to free innocent people because the – the process has run out, and now it's like, a, it's like a, why, why are we wasting time doing this? Who cares about a few people crushed by the system, right? Right. It's, it's, it's also – I bet some of them are probably like, well, listen, if you've been in one of our prisons, you know. Whether you're innocent or not, once you go in there, you come out, you're going to be a criminal. Like, yeah. just, you know, that's what we do. That's what our prisons do. We make yeah. people worse. So you send an innocent man in there. Well, you can't let him out after that because now he's going to stab people and stuff because that's what happens to a person when they go to a fucking American – prison um here's like this line uh this is from a a a blog i read read on lawyers uh lawyers guns and money but this line is like really hit for me i was like but republicans that ascended on the judiciary committee went after morrison as if she'd committed the crimes their clients were convicted of convicted of that they didn't actually commit either right that's the fucking point right yeah no no one involved this committed a crime but these guys they're they're all right. 
these guys, uh, they, they also have gotten like, they, they've gotten hopped up on any sort of uh, um, criminal justice reform. They're so racist, they they think it gives them the ability to time travel. If you play this video of uh, uh, Josh Howley, uh, Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton. It's your party that voted in lockstep for the First Step Act that let thousands of violent felons back on the street who have now committed innumerable violent crimes. Democrats did the First Step Act. The Republicans were in a majority. It was a bill sponsored by Senator Grassley, Durbin, Lee, and many others. And who signed it into law? Donald Trump signed it into law, the so-called Democratic measure. That's yeah. So, it's so funny because that's like, you know, in Cotton's head, and they're, they're just like, well, that can't be right. That can't be right because I've decided that this thing is a bad thing. And so it had to be the Democrats who did it, like, because they're the party of bad things. Like, we're talking about mm-hmm. something that puts criminals on the street. The Democrats, they're the criminal. They're the party of criminals. So it's automatic that this, you know, this bill equals Democrats, even though that's literally yeah. not what happened. And literally, the First Step Act is like one of the things that everyone should remember from the Trump administration, because that's why Kim Kardashian was in the White House all the time, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's one of the main things that people know about. It was Kim Kardashian went to the White House and they made friends with Kanye. So core arguments are, are often abstract. They want it to be that way. We've talked about it before, right? So let's like talk about the human face of this. Here's an interview with a client that Morrison got exonerated. His name is Keith Bush. Um, he, this is on a PBS uh, interview with Christiane Amanpour. You won't hear her talking because it's his story. But she's after all there. these decades, just how does it feel to be a free man and to have nothing anymore hanging over your head? Well, you know, for me, it's a process. Um, when you do so many years of incarceration for something you didn't do, the trauma, you know, remains at the core of your being. But when you're able to overturn your conviction and enjoy the feeling of freedom, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I have to, you know, just take it step by step because um, I still feel the traumas of my past. Can you take me back all those years ago? You're 62 <coughs> years old now. You were 17 when this happened. What do you remember from when the police first knocked on your door and when this nightmare started for you? Well, there's a lot of memories associated, associated with that. And, um, the first thing I remembered is a terrible tragedy that occurred in my community. And it was my responsibility as well as the responsibility of the people in the community to find out what happened and to try to help find out who did this terrible thing to Sharon. All right, you can Watson. cut it, Matt. So cops went to his door. He's 17. They tell him that a woman he knew got murdered. He volunteered for questioning because he wanted to help. And they locked him up, basically kidnapped him with no due process, beat beat a confession out of him, made him sign it. He spent 33 fucking years in prison until she managed to get a DNA test that set him free. 100% guarantee you that in addition to baiting him, they also flat out lied about what was going to happen when he signs that confession. Like, I guarantee you it was presented. Not only was he beaten into it, but it was also presented to him as a, like, look, this is, we're trying to help you out with this. You sign this and we'll mm-hmm. get you out of here type of thing. And yeah. then they locked him up for 33 years. That's why I like, don't, eh, don't fuck with the cops for nothing if you ain't got a mm-hmm. lawyer there with you. I don't, it, like, ever. My pillbilly mama taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> If you yeah, ask for a lawyer, guys. Don't don't take legal advice from me. But every lawyer I've ever talked to has told me get a, the cops want to talk to you. Sure, let me get a lawyer. 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 No matter what. Um, uh, so this is another case of hers. Um, this one's even more infuriating. If you can fucking wrap your mind about what I'm about to tell you about. And if you think if you want, this isn't all about race. Although race, of course, is criminal justice in America, so it factors. This guy happens to be white, but. This guy named Michael Morton spent 25 years in prison for the murder of his wife, Christine, before he was exonerated by DNA evidence in 2011. Um, the former DA, his name was Ken Anderson, entered a plea deal to criminal contempt for deliberately withholding exculpatory evidence pointing to his innocence. The, the Part of the evidence was that his th- three-year-old son was at home at the time, watched his mom get beat to death, and told the cops that his dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. This is all around awful. The DNA, DNA evidence that cleared Morton implicated another man who had been tied to a similar Texas murder that occurred two years after the murder of Morton's wife. So not only does this woman get this dude out of prison, she solves the case for the cops 
uh, a case that they refused to solve. And they were sitting on DNA evidence. They refused to test. And their fuck up caused another person to get murdered that wouldn't have if they'd let the wrong guy out and arrested the right guy. Now, here's the part that really flipped my blood. Two things that really made my blood boil. When they started trying to, the Innocence Project got involved and started trying to get his DNA to the DNA at the crime scene tested. The prosecutors went back to him and said, "Oh, actually, we'll let you out if you um, if you uh, say you're sorry." Yeah. And his response after 23 was, years, right? Yeah, was "fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm it. not going to say that I killed my wife. I did not do it. You guys right. are wrong. I'm not begging your forgiveness for something I didn't do. Right. You he, can said, go eat shit. he said. He said my. My innocence is literally the only thing I have left that, yes. that you know, like I, because he'd been wrongly locked up for 23 years at that point. He was like, it's, literally, that's all I got left. So, no, mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. Fuck him. Which, yeah, dude, that takes like that's a seriously high level of integrity right there, man. It's easy. It's easy for a lot of people to be like, yeah, you know, fuck that. Stand your, I do the same thing. But like when you've already been locked up for 23 fucking years for something you didn't do, like, yeah. it's, you know, that's uh, that's big shit, man. Here's the second thing that made me furious. Uh, the prosecutor, the guy who caught this guy, uh, whatever, however many years of his life and got that other person killed by not solving the case he was paid to solve because of his, he didn't want to mess up his own record. He, uh, after he pled guilty to what he did wrong, he served only 10 days in jail and paid a $500 fine yeah. for stealing and, three decades of this guy's life. Right. He had, as a reminder, he had, he had and withheld evidence mm-hmm. which could have cleared this guy because like you said he didn't want to fucking lose you know he's like it's more important to him that i win than the right thing happens here the real killer ended up killing somebody else this dude loses you know three decades of his life or whatnot this this prosecutor gets caught for it but his entire punishment is 10 days in jail and a 500 hundred dollar fine ain't that america yeah fucking bro another so fun fact fucked up but the, the job he had to resign from when he got convicted was judge. He had been promoted to judge. <laughs> of course it was. He was a judge. And they're all judges. Uh, this is according. This is from Washington Post. Article I'm surprised he wasn't lab. a senator, dog. I can't, I, I can't <laughs> believe he had high-ranking GOP party whip or something with fucking that kind of track record. Resume yeah. like that. Talking Jesus. about the makeup of the federal courts, um, this is from a Washington, uh, Washington Post uh, opinion piece about this. Former prosecutor, according to a 2021 study, former prosecutors and government attorneys outnumber former defense and civil rights attorneys on the federal bench by about seven to one. There hasn't been anyone on the Supreme Court with significant criminal defense experience in 30 years. That's so crazy um, to me. He, Tom Cotton berated Morrison for representing Liddell Lee, an Arkansas man who was executed in 2017. Four years after the execution, new testing found DNA on the murder weapon that belonged to neither Lee nor the victim. So he was attacking a woman for trying to get a guy off who did get executed, who seems was innocent. Right. Uh, he was convicted based on eyewitness testimony, which, by the way, is really unreliable, um, which anyone who's ever who's had faulty. Uh, I, I have faulty memories all the time. I had to look up. Yeah, when the, <laughs> um, it's crazy to me that that shit still flies the way it does. Eyewitness mm-hmm. testimony, I mean, because it's just been proven to be bullshit so many times already. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Somebody got to pay. Has got to roll. Somebody got to get locked up for this shit. Yeah. But when you when you see the court, when you see the law as like theoretical and politics is a sport, things look different. Because this is all this is from this is from that same piece. But the people Morrison freed from prison have little time for politics as sport. Time is what was taken from them. Her nomination to the federal bench is a validation that their suffering mattered, that should some wrongly convicted prisoner try to raise an innocence claim in the future, and there would at least be one more voice on the federal bench willing to right. take them seriously. Right. Like, you <laughs> know this, right you know that this lady is not going to take lightly mm-hmm. any type of sentencing. You know what I mean? Like, she's proven far and beyond already at this point that, like, she's going to she's gonna do her due diligence and make sure it to the very best of her ability that the, uh, the sentences handed out are right and appropriate and that there is any kind of fuckery at all. She ain't going to stand for it, which is the type of judge I would think most people should want. Like if you were in a trial, you'd want to judge like that. Yeah. I, I'd want a judge to, 
I think the baseline for what a judge should be is to remember that the decisions you make affect actual people. They're not just debate room arguments about mm-hmm. like, I keep going back to the word theoretical, but this isn't all like just thought experiment stuff. Real people's lives are changed and altered and destroyed based upon the stuff you decide. And that's what they're afraid of. They don't want a human being on the judge. They want a federalist society goon who's never had a real job who thinks about the law like it's a, like a, what is the sound of one hand clapping type thing? Right. Yeah. Thought experiment or something. Philosophical arguments and shit. So that's what makes all this like cohesive. That's what they want. That's why this lady bothers them is because she sees defendants as real people. Um, And this is the the bigger picture here for how they staff the courts. And this is like, this story went viral the other day, um, but there was a, 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 debate among GOP attorney general hopefuls. Um, and they all said they would overturn um, uh, Griswold v. Connecticut, which is the law that lets you buy birth control. Um, Griswold v. Connecticut was, a, uh, I'm not a law scholar, so I'll forgive the broad strokes here, but was a case that said that married people could buy birth control because the decisions they make about childbearing and their own sex lives are their own. It was where the Supreme Court first came up with the idea that you have basic right to privacy, and that's what led to Roe v. Wade. The the justices of the Supreme Court looked at the the through line of the Bill of Rights and decided, looks like here the founders intended if you have the right to be left the fuck alone, Mm -hmm. and and said that includes the government can't tell you not to use the birth control pill. And that also got extended to the, well, the government can't tell you and your doctor you shouldn't have an abortion. So that led to that. So bigger so that's why they want ghouls here forget that these are that, that these these are this is real people so how familiar are you with the with a lot have you heard of the lochner era trey um, no on the supreme court so real quick coming out of the gilded age the supreme court got taken over by people like amy coney barrett and neil gorsuch and they rolled back every worker protection you could imagine they they, they found a right to make contracts in the 14th amendment and what that means was that they basically if you chose to work for somebody, that was between you and them. There are no workplace safety standards. You can go to work as an 11-year-old. You can work 90 hours a week. The guy Lochner himself owned a bakery, and he was trying to battle back a, a law that kept his bakers from sleeping in the bakery and working more than like 80 hours a week or whatever. So it, the reason you don't see 12-year-olds working construction yeah. jobs is because uh, we forced that court to dial their shit back because um, FDR threatened to pack their courts, and they fucking stopped being ghouls. All right. Yeah, well, Mark, I don't and, know if you noticed, but a lot of drive throughs are closed and stuff right now, okay? Yeah. It's hard for people to find workers, so I feel like it's about time to roll these 12-year-olds back out there. <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, Trey, yeah. if you wonder where this stuff is going and why the, the battle of the courts are getting so continuous, Wisconsin, here's a headline from Business Insider, Wisconsin Senate approve, approves a bill allowing 14-year-olds to work as late as 11 p.m. and supporters say it could help plug the labor shortage. I'm sure it could. Or you could raise the fucking minimum wage instead of making 14 year olds work. Literally, like, you know what would help this labor shortage problem if we had just child labor? You know, matter of fact, yeah. child slaves, could we do that? Can children be slaves? Because we should look into that. That's what yeah. Bezos and them are saying, sitting around yeah. their fucking, you know, uh, round table on a boat with fucking mask on and shit. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. So, uh, yeah, so if you th- it's not just in your head, things are getting worse, and it's largely, largely because of our legal regime, and Republicans uh, think it hits, and anyone who tries to stop it, like this Nina Morrison lady, don't hit for them. And right. this is like in the context of what's happened in the courts, by the way. This is a headline from Slate. Thursday was one of the most radical days for the federal courts in years. They made uh, – courts made two big decisions. One, they found an imaginary law that says that judges can block a private company's vaccine mandate on the grounds of religious discrimination because you have a right to work at Arby's even if you have a made-up of fake religion that says you don't get vaccines. Uh, even the, the uh, right-wing judge on the, on the, on the, uh, on the court issued a uh, dissent calling it an orgy of jurisprudential violence, which is a great turn of phrase. And that guy was appointed by Reagan, I think. And a few a few hours later, um, a district court judge just made up a rule that no one can sue under the Voting Rights Act except for the United States Attorney General. So um, if we stay past a fucked up law that says you can't vote, you can't sue. You got to hope a Democrat's in office who wants his Attorney General to take it to, to, to fight for you. Otherwise, you're fucked. Uh, yeah. So and also today, this from today, by the way, they took a court. They took a case about gay rights that could. Uh, remember that famous wedding cake baking case? Yeah, of course. Ago? Yeah. All right. Well, that cake descended into uh, into a debate about whether whether making cakes is speech, right? And basically, the reason they they, they said you got to make the cakes is because they couldn't come up with an argument. Again, talking about the stuff's theoretical. They basically decided that making a cake isn't speech, so you got to make the cake. <laughs> Somebody wants to make a cake. 
And that was uh, that was five to four, I think, only because Anthony Kennedy decided that be, making a cake isn't a political statement. But this this is about a woman who makes wedding websites, which is transparently speech. So they're basically going to they, they got a, they got a second bite at the apple to say you don't have to provide services for gay people if you don't want to. And I guarantee you they're going to fucking do it, baby. Um, and right. just in case if you wonder, by the way, this is a context for this. Uh, when people say the courts are unpolitical, you should know that Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, is running around still trying to overturn the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to this, is this is these guys are just shit posting or whatever. It's one last thing, and we'll get out of here. Um, Anton Scalia, Scalia wrote a famous opinion holding that actual innocence is not a reason to be let out of jail. Um, <laughs> yeah, why well, would he I... won? The guy, the guy, he said, he's, who's actually he's innocent. Like, well, you know, some black free. people are innocent, right? We got to have somebody yeah. to keep them locked up. You know, yeah. what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> he won, and that guy got executed because the wheel of justice must keep turning, baby. Even if they're rolling yes. in the wrong direction and rolling over a bunch of innocent people, so, so fucked up. Now we're um, taking a time. All right, we are not. We still will be in the future. Still going to be doing comments and stuff and all that. We just got. Uh, Sorry, we, I got fired we were up. on one tonight. We're running long, <laughs> and I knew once we got to the main segment there that Mark was going to go in because uh, it is something to get fired up about. But anyway, that's all that happened. We ran a little long today, but we do want to remind y'all once again we have started a Skews Patreon, and uh, we already put a thing out there on it. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or if you're on Patreon, you can just search for me and you'll find it. Um, last week we did a thing, uh, an episode on the war on drugs and the Republicans convincing themselves that Joe Biden is hosting a free crack giveaway. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, we also yeah, dug we, into, uh, George H.W. Bush holding up a bag of crock in the, a crack in the Oval Office on national television, which was yeah, the highlight and of how he got week. it. And it was, <laughs> it was all very, uh, you know, would have been whimsical and comically ridiculous if it wasn't also infuriating which is a theme around here am i right but anyway so yeah holler at us on there you get this extra stuff you've seen us shout some people out on the show some patreon supporters that's because they you know uh hit us up with suggestions we're doing that on there too uh taking suggestions shout outs q a's all that stuff so join the conversation and holler at us on patreon and uh yeah we're gonna keep that ball rolling we're having a good time with it and finally lastly one last time if you want to see me live, go to whaleredcomedy.com. Be in Knoxville, back home, baby, on March 5th and some other fun places after that. Thank you guys very much. See you all on Patreon, I hope. And either way, we'll see you right back here next week. Love you.